Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Well, today we are going to do one for Thanksgiving because it is Turkey Day. And I almost forgot about this till I saw a commercial on TV and I thought, oh my gosh, we could do this one for Thanksgiving. So here goes. In the mid-70s, a woman named Rhoda said that her mother-in-law had just died and her house was across the street from her house. What had happened when her mother-in-law was getting up in age and feeble and everything. She absolutely did not want to go to a nursing home. So Rhoda and her husband, Ron, bought the house across the street, just went up for sale, and they bought it. And they put her across the street. And Ron was an only child. So Rhoda pretty much knew that at some point, this is what was going to be happening. She was going to have to be in charge of her mother-in-law. And here's the rub. They did not get along at all. I mean, she absolutely did not like her daughter-in-law or her mother-in-law. Neither one liked each other at all. So she died and she called me because she wanted to make sure that her mother-in-law crossed over because her mother-in-law, after one bad fight, her mother-in-law said, I'm going to haunt you forever. (laughs) I mean, what a declaration to make on your way out. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. And, you know, whether people believe it or not, just for somebody to say those words to you, you know, I think it sort of sits on you and and you wonder about it. So I went over to the mother-in-law's house with Rhoda and her husband and mom was gone. Nobody was there. She had crossed over. So it was just a big old threat. And Rhoda said to me, could she have stayed? I says, of course. I said, and your house is not protected by any Quincy's. I said, so she could have been in your house. She could have stayed here. She could have gone wherever she wanted to go. And she said, and you're sure she's crossed over? And I said, well, I'm not 100% sure. And it's too early for you to have had a dream of her yet. And I'm pretty sure that you are not a person that she's going to come to in a dream, especially if he didn't like you. So I, but I would say pretty sure that she is definitely gone. So Rhoda and her husband, Ron, had two boys, Ron Jr. and Richie. Uh, Ron was 21 when grandma died and Richie was 20. And And all three of them, well, the three men, Ron, Ron Jr. and Richie, and they all came over to me with grandma's to grandma's house. And they all wanted, they all had questions. They had questions they actually wanted to ask grandma, but again, she wasn't there. Then in around 1980, about five years after I was at Rhoda's house, and Rhoda called me and she said, Ron Jr. had gotten married, and they gave him grandma's house across the street from them. 
So Ron Jr. and his wife, Annie, lived across the street in her old mother-in-law's house. And she used this word. She hated Annie. Annie was Ron Jr.'s wife. So here we go. We're replaying this. We're going on a loop here. She didn't like her mother-in-law, and now she doesn't like her daughter-in-law. And the woman just had a real negative side to her. She, she really did. And, uh, you know, she says, I'm sure that my mother-in-law didn't cross over. She's over there making Annie act this way toward me, just the way she used to act toward me. Or maybe Annie's possessed. Do you think maybe my mother-in-law came back and got Annie's body so my mother-in-law's back? I said, no, 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 no. It's not the way it works. That's a lot of reaching. <laughs> well, she was just so positive that that Annie was her mother-in-law. And Ron Sr. had died in the meantime from a heart attack. And Richie was living with her now because she her health had gotten pretty bad. And she absolutely refused to go to a nursing home. Uh-huh. Sort of like her mother-in-law wouldn't go to a nursing home. So poor Richie, being the younger of the two boys, he stayed with his mother and tried to be peacekeeper between, you know, the two of them. And, and she would take it out on Ron Jr. because he, she really wanted him to divorce Annie. He, she wanted him gone. She, he, she did not want Annie around. And so now we're going to go to, we're going to go forward now to 1984. Ron Jr. calls me. Guess what? Rhoda's dead. And he says, Marianne, I remember that my mother used to talk to you a lot. I'm, she always talked to you. She complained about her mother-in-law, my grandma. I went, oh, yeah, I remember. She said, and I, she absolutely hates, hated my wife, Annie. I said, mm, yep, heard about that, too. And he said, believe me, Annie is so sweet. But, you know, she died, and she actually died. And she didn't want to go into a nursing home. And when she got really sick, she didn't want to go to the hospital. So Richie kept her at home until about five days before he died. And she he couldn't do anything. And he had to put her into hospice. Well, hospice, she never, she kept conscious. She never lost consciousness. And all she did was complain because it was two weeks before Thanksgiving. She was not going to be dead by Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was her very, very favorite holiday, and she was not going to be dead. Well, guess what? Rhoda died two weeks before Thanksgiving. Oh, well, this is what happens. You know, you make plans, God laughs. It's like, yeah, okay. Maybe she needed a little more spite. I don't know. Like, Yeah, yeah pretty much. So when Ron called, he said, you know, he said, we, we just didn't pay too much attention to my mother because she just ran it and raved. And so he said, we 
were always planning to have Thanksgiving dinner, Annie's family and, um, and her sisters and husbands and their kids and Richie's coming over. And we feel so bad for Richie because the whole time that mom was alive, he was so scared to date or anything to bring home any kind of girl because mom didn't like anybody. So here, you know, Richie didn't have anybody and Richie was fine with them. So he came over. He was going to be one of the guests over too. So Annie gets up at five o'clock in the morning. She's got a 26 pound turkey and she makes the stuffing and she pops the, the turkey in the oven. They're going to eat now mid-afternoon. And this was a big, big turkey. It was a double oven, which, by the way, her mother-in-law just complained about when Ron Jr. bought. There was nothing wrong with the oven that was in there that Grandma used. Well, yeah, there was. So Annie wanted a double oven, so she got a double oven. And they had, she had the turkey in one. She had, was baking a ham that was in the other oven. She stayed up, and she prepared some other stuff and got stuff ready for the company to come in. And, you know, and I told Ron, I said, she was so miserable, your mother. I said that, you know, it's too bad that she didn't get a chance to actually get to know Annie if Annie was that nice. And he said, yeah. So here's what happened. So he says to me, here's the main reason I'm calling. I said, all right. Annie got up and she did all that. I was in, he, he said, I set up the tables. The house isn't that big. So I set the dining room table up and they added folding tables on the end of that that went into the living room. And I was, you know, setting the table. And I walked in the kitchen to get napkins or something. And the whole kitchen was smoky. And I thought, and it smelled like something was burning. He says, and I ran over to the oven and here smoke was just pouring out of the oven where the ham was. And he opened it up and the ham was like charred. It, and he looks at the temperature. It was 425 degrees. And he said, Annie, what are you doing? And she goes, I swear it was just needed to be warmed. It was, it was a 250. I did not do that. And it, it was beyond, they, there was nothing they could do. Even when they tried to cut it, the smoke, you know, it's one thing to buy a smoked ham. It's another thing to do it yourself. Doesn't taste very good when it burns in your oven. They completely ruined. That saturated everything. Right, right, right. And so he said, uh, okay. He says, well, that's okay. We, we got the turkey. And, she and Annie glanced at the temperature on the oven. 3.50. So she turned around and walked away. And she was moaning and complaining about the ham, but she figured that oh, the turkey's big enough. we got a lot of side dishes. We'll be fine. And the husband went back into the living, into the kitchen about an hour later to get something. The kitchen was flooded. And he said, Annie, get in here. She comes in there. There's water like everywhere. The dishwasher was not running. 
there he looked under the sink the the the, there were, the the pipes were fine under the sink here it was the ice maker just throwing just spit water out constantly so he turned the water off to that and they cleaned it up and about that time her one sister showed up with um uh sweet potatoes that had to go in the oven and by this time, the ham would have been taken out, so there would have been room to put other stuff in the top oven. So she walks in and she puts, the sister walks in and says, what what's that stink? And she says, oh, the ham burned. And the sister joked to her about it. Geez, you can't even bake a ham or, you know, just joking. She goes and she puts her sweet potatoes in the oven. And she said, I know it's cold, but why don't we open a window up to sort of air the the kitchen out a little bit and they said good idea for some reason when they opened the window up the storm window fell out and crashed on the outside of the house it was like one thing after another so they finally got the room aired out and the sister said how much longer before the turkey's ready and annie said about another hour and then we're going to let it sit for about 20 minutes a half hour sister says how come I don't smell it? By now we should be smelling turkey. True. Because you smell it for quite a bit before it's yes. done. That's right. Goes in the kitchen, opens the oven door, and that turkey is as raw as it was when she put it in at five o'clock in the morning. I went, oh, my God, you're kidding me. He said, no. He says, no, I can see one thing happening. I'll go along with two things happening. He said, but this is ridiculous. And Richie kept saying, oh, my God, mom's here. Mom's doing this. Mom's doing this. And he said, Marianne, what do you think? Only because I knew Rhoda. And he was right. Mom was there. and. Every time he told me what went wrong in the kitchen, mom would laugh. She would clap her hands. She would be so happy. The more miserable he explained something, the more she was happy about it. I said, wow. I said, yeah, you got a problem. I said, what I don't understand is how in the world she had that kind of energy to do that. That's a lot to do. Well, a couple of things. She, had, she hadn't been dead that long, so she still had quite a bit of her energy. And it turns out Thanksgiving that day was on an eclipse. Thanksgiving, miserable. And she said, well, didn't plan, not the way I planned. I says, I don't understand. She goes, well, they should have all just packed up and went to a restaurant someplace. She said, I can't believe that. Those restaurants gave them turkeys. I said, what are you talking about? Ron got on the phone when the turkey wasn't cooked, and he called some local restaurants that were having family-style meals for the holidays or a buffet, and mm -hmm. he bought two cooked stuffed turkeys from two different restaurants. Cost him a fortune, but he had turkey for Thanksgiving, and the family, you know what? You make the best of it. What what is this thing? You get lemons, make lemonade. They had, they had a nice Thanksgiving. They had fun. They laughed about it, and 
they pretty much put Rhoda down the whole time, which I think made them feel good too, which is okay because Rhoda was a pistol. She, you wouldn't want her for your mother-in-law, believe me. So, but anyway, after that, that glass fell out of the window. I'd have been like, we're done. Yeah. Everybody leave. The house is being locked up. Right. She Mm -hmm. had a lot, a lot. You know what? Hate is a powerful, powerful energy. And she just, I, 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 I don't know. She would have to be sitting on some psychiatrist's couch for a long time to figure out what the heck was wrong with that woman. That's all I can figure out. The heck of it is, when I went out, she wasn't at Ron's house. She was across the street at her old house with Richie. So I ended up going across the street. Luckily, they were right across the street from one another. And she had no intention of going to the light. I said, really? And I says, well, that's interesting. I says, because I'm going to fix it, I said, so that you can't get in Ron's house ever again. She goes, well, that's really my house. I says, no, it's not. I said, you gave it to your son. It's his house. I said, and this house, according to the will, now belongs to Richie. I'm putting seeds up here. I said, so you can't bother him either. I said, so I don't care who you go bother, but you're not bothering your kids anymore. And well, she just looked at your own kids, like because she was such a control freak. Her when her boys went to college, they could go to college, any college they wanted to go to, they would pay totally everything. They didn't have to put up anything. The only rule was they had to live at home. They weren't allowed to live on campus. That's oh, how much God. of a control freak she was. Well, that would all that would limit then. Uh, they couldn't go to any college they wanted, depending because, well, at least now some colleges demand freshmen live on campus the first year. Right. Yeah. When my uh, youngest daughter went to college, that was what she had to do. She had to live on campus for the first year. But that wasn't the thing back then in the 80s. So mm-hmm. or the 70s when the boys went to college. So, you know, I don't think it made any difference. But. So, and the boys, I saw Richie at an event someplace a number of years after that. And he said they never had any problem with mom anymore after that. I said, did you ever dream of her? He said, I think I had a dream once. He says, but I don't know for sure. He said, and I know that Ron, he wouldn't call it a dream. If he had a dream of mom, mom, he'd call it a nightmare. And I said, <laughs> I said, okay. I mean, so, that's not the kind of legacy I would want for my kid, for him to call, you know, me coming to him, you know, after I pass on a nightmare. Why would you strive for that? Like, And what do you tell her grandchildren? What do you tell your kids about your grandmother? You know, you, you would like to, I mean, my God, you, you would like to say something nice. Your grandma was sweet. She baked best cookies, something. What are you supposed to say about grandma? You know, she, she, you know, Thanksgiving for us. That's, that, that's grandma's, you know, that, that's what she's left her legacy. Oh, right. Yeah. Like she was so evil. She managed to ruin Thanksgiving from the other side. Like, <laughs> that's right. And it was funny because when I told her she wasn't going to be able to get into the boys' houses, she looked at me and I said, and you know, I'm right. 
She goes, yeah, I know you're right, she said. Well, she says, I got some other people I can go bother. And I said, so don't you want to see her? Went. Not she that never. I know of. Mm-mm. And I, I asked her if she wanted to see Ron, her husband, seeing that he died quickly. I mean, totally unexpected. She says, no, 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 no. She says, he tried talking me into liking Anne, Annie the whole time. And what did he know? <laughs> it's like, there you go. She just held bent on being spiteful for no reason. Right, wow. right. So no matter what happens on your Thanksgiving, you know, your whipped cream doesn't peak or, you know, you forgot to add something in the stuffing or you got to wait an extra hour because the turkey's tough. It's not going to be like this Thanksgiving was for this family. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> wow. So I'm, I, everybody really have a really good Thanksgiving this year. Mm-hmm. seriously count your blessings <laughs> yeah stay safe enjoy thanksgiving join us on the next wednesday morning and the next podcast episode all right everybody thanks for listening bye-bye bye thanks for tuning in to when ghosts speak join us again soon goodbye goodbye